Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everyone had a good day today. Hope you had a good week. And, uh, you know, this really should have been a boring week. Should it not have been? Here we are getting our Christmas shopping done, getting ready to hang out with family, going to Christmas parties, getting ready to get really get into the Christmas spirit. Here comes Jay Powell and his merry band of money printers just destroying it all. It's the second time in four years, folks. Did the same thing in, in, in December of 2018 when they crashed the market on Christmas Eve. Look, this does feel like that, okay? Powell seems very intent on um, taking the market down, does he not? And making people know that he is serious. He's, he's shaking his fist. He is so serious about fighting inflation. But if you notice, he's not talking about inflation so much anymore. He's talking about employment now. Now they, they they're, they're, now they're changing the story. Now they're worried about wage inflation. People are making too much money. We cannot have that. We cannot have that. That's only for the elite. They they they're the only ones that get to make all the money, including. All of the Fed governors and presidents that have been day trading their own accounts for who probably in, in perpetuity, and we're just learning about it, of course. Uh, but they can't have the average American making more money and participating in, in, in this inflationary environment. God forbid that would happen. So that's their new bogey now, targeting the incomes of the average person. And that's what has the market upset this week because, frankly, the market's given up the inflation story, the, but the market's calling Jay Powell a straight-up liar, as I covered yesterday. The market is saying to Jay Powell, meaning the bond market, debt markets matter more than any than the equity markets ever have. The debt markets, bond markets, always sniff out trouble. They smell trouble. That's the smart money has always been. It's in the currency. It's in the debt markets. Uh, uh, and it always has been. Stocks, stocks frankly, are, are the junior player in this relationship, and they react to what's happening in the debt and currency markets. But in this specific case, the, the, as we've been covering here with you often, the bond market's been, been calling Jay Powell a liar. The bond market's been calling, not only calling him a liar, the bond market's been calling Jay Powell uh, the, the new uh, Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, since he's now locked up, we've got to have a replacement. That's Jay Powell. That's what the bond market is calling Jay Powell. The evidence really is right in front of us, isn't it? You know, um, we showed this chart again this morning uh, with, with our folks. Just two months ago, less than two months ago, the 10-year yield was a 4.33%. Today, it's below 3.5%. So it's a, what, almost a 20% decline in the yield of the 10-year uh, T-note uh, than it was less than two months ago. Even as the Fed keeps hiking rates and they keep jawboning to, again, shaking that fist at us, letting us know how serious they are. And the bond market is saying, you're full of shit. We don't believe you. We just don't believe you. But again, so why, are the, why if that's the case, Kip, you might be asking, why is the stock market going down? If the bond market is calling bullshit, why is the stock market going down? Because it's the middle of December. There's no one around to support the market. There's very little liquidity. And here comes the Fed throwing cold water, or excuse me, really throwing gasoline on a fire that's already lit. You know, uh, we, we, but again, three, three, bear markets, two bear mar- three bear markets in four years, right? People are already anxious enough. And now here comes the Fed saying, we're just getting started, man. We are really going to light this thing up before we're done. 
Uh, they've done it before. Again, four years ago, did exactly this. So you see, that's why the stock market's upset right now. But again, the bond market's not buying it. Neither am I. I'll tell you, we are. Uh, we just ran all our charts and screens. We are very optimistic here and getting ready to aggressively add to positions. We did that on October the 13th. We told you then that was capitulation day. We expected that was the bear market bottom. I believe that that now is the case. It looks almost certain to me. Of course, nothing's ever certain in the market, not with this Federal Reserve and not with the world we live in today. Of course, you can't. There are no guarantees. There never have been. There certainly aren't now. Anything could happen. We all know this. That's why we diversify the precious metals, right? That's why we own uh, physical gold and silver and the miners. That's why we have diversified real estate. House. That's why we diversify. But for our equity holdings, I'm going to tell you what we're doing. Uh, because today, for example, just, again, let me back up. I told you we were buying October the 13th, right? And now everybody, the Bears are out today. They're celebrating. They're spiking the football. They're saying, we told you so. The market's going to crash. I'm sure you've seen it just like we have, okay? Here's why we think they're wrong. They may be right now. It's been a rough week. Look, there's no way around that. But from the October 13th lows, again, right at two months ago, the Dow Jones is up 15%. All right, that's pretty good for two months, would you, would you say? But how about this? The semiconductors, which lead in both directions, are up 22% in less than two months. You know, annualize these rates, folks. We're talking about 120% a year return, right, for the semis. Uh, annualize that. And what do you look at the Dow Jones? What is that? Um, 70%. Big numbers here. Big, big returns if you annualize these. The point being... What we think we're seeing now is simply a, a, a pullback, a pause, a shakeout, if you will, in advance of what's going to happen next, which is, as Stock Traders Almanac told us today, uh, actually last night, uh, these guys do great work. They're the original, uh, uh, the, the original analytics, uh, the father of analytics on Wall Street, really, is Yale Hirsch and now his son, Jeff Hirsch, who runs uh, Stock Traders Almanac. Uh, but Yale Hirsch, of course, started the company many years ago. Uh, again, the father of analytics on Wall Street. Here's what's coming up, okay? First of all, we have the uh, the January, the, excuse me, the Santa Claus rally, which has not started yet. The, the Santa Claus rally does not start every year until December the 23rd. And it lasts through January the uh, 4th, right? That's the Santa Claus rally. And you're looking at, at, at traditionally about a, a gain of 15 to 2% for Standard Poor's 500 and NASDAQ, a little bit better for NASDAQ, a lot better for small caps, because the January effect has already begun. That begins on uh, every year on about December the uh, 14th, and that's when most small cap stocks have already seen their lows because of tax loss selling, and they continue to rally into February. But look at listen to this. Again, got a lot of data for you today. Here, here's, here's the biggie. January. Now, I know January is still a couple weeks away, uh, but uh, again, we've seen a pullback now. The Dow Jones pulled back to exactly its 200-day moving average today. Also hitting oversold on our momentum oscillators, not, not heavily or extremely oversold, getting oversold though. Again, it's a great looking setup. And guess what else happened? The Dow Jones just put in a golden cross buy signal. 50-day just crossed the 200-day moving average. We're going to see a lot more of these folks. We're going to see a lot. We're going to see a whole slew of these. This is what we. This is our view on what's going to happen going into January. This is why we are buying aggressively in October. 
This is why we will, beginning next week, begin to aggressively be adding two positions again on this pause pullback shakeout because the Bears are going to get torched. I don't know if it's going to happen next week. I'm talking about going into, going into year-end and January. I think the Bears, we're going to see the next, the next rate level of short covering from the Bears. Again, I'm making it very clear. Am I not exactly how bullish that Tyler and I are? I can't speak for Tyler. Uh, I don't know if he's as bullish as I am, but I know how I feel. And I think it's a great-looking setup on this, uh, on this pause that refreshes here. The data is just too, it's too compelling. Because here's the data for January. In pre-election years, how weird is that? Does that sound weird or what? We just had an election, right, for the midterms. And now next year is pre-election year, but it is, right? Pre-election for the presidency. And, uh, of course, the, the, other, the other elections that take place as well. In pre-election years, check out this, this number. January is the number one month, period. Period. There is no better month for the SP 500. NASDAQ, Russell 1000, Russell 2000, and it's number two for the Dow Jones, period, okay? Here are the gains. The average gain, the average gain for the Russell 1000 is 3.4%. NASDAQ, 6.8%. That's the average gain for January, right? Uh, SP 500, 4.1%. This is since 1950, folks. We've got a lot of data on this. So you're looking at a January that is almost always up. We're looking at up, uh, uh, the markets are higher, something like 85% of the time. Not only are they higher, they are sharply higher. So we have other great data as well. Again, we've been sharing this with you, so I'm going to say it one more time because it's the most compelling analytics of my career. Since 1952, from the midterm lows to 12 months later, the SP 500 has had an average return of 32%. And the market's been higher every single post-midterm year since 1952. 18 out of 18, again, average gains of 32%. The data tells us we must be long and strong. The fact that everyone's bearish tells us we must be long and strong. The fact that we've had three bear markets in four years tells us this one's over and we must be long and strong. And that everybody, now everybody, as you've probably noticed, is predicting a recession for next year. If you're a contrarian, as I am, you don't have a choice. It's, it's not even an option. You cannot be bearish. You cannot, excuse me, you cannot believe we're going to have a recession. doesn't mean uh, the market's going to go up and down. Although, if we're not going to have a recession next year, with everybody thinking we're going to have one, everybody bearish, guess what? The market's going to go higher. We've already covered all those reasons. As far as a recession goes, look, what do I think? Yeah, it feels like we're probably going to have a recession next year. But that puts me with the 100% of people that believe it because you can't find anyone that doesn't, which tells me it's unlikely, probably very unlikely, that we're going to have a recession next year. Maybe 2024 is a, is a different story. Uh, okay, let's look at, again, uh, markets had a pretty good comeback today. We were down as much as 500 points at one point. Again, Fridays, it was a quadruple witch. Fridays are always uh, 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 tough to figure out. We, 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 we don't buy on sat on Fridays. Typically, we prefer not to. We like to buy on lower opens on Monday. That's what we'd be doing this coming Monday. Dow Jones today have been down uh, more than 500 points, finished down 281. That's uh, 8 tenths of 1%. SV 100 down 1.1%. Russ 2000 was our winner on the day, down six-tenths of 1%. Again, small caps look very good here. NASDAQ was down just under 1% uh, on the day as well. In our internals today, 
um, much, much better than, than what we saw yesterday. Um, I say much better. Uh, advanced decline was only uh, just just barely more than 2 to 1 negative uh, for NYC. Uh, NASDAQ, advanced decline was only 1.5 to 1 negative. Uh, again, that's interesting. NASDAQ uh, uh, volume was only 68% negative, while NYSE volume was 75% negative. Again, these are better readings than what we saw yesterday. Not great, of course, but still better. 52 highs lows came in. This is kind of ugly at 98 to 641. And then our sector watch today, all 11 sectors finished lower. Real damage was done by three sectors, real estate, uh, down 2.9%. Consumer discretionary down 1.7%. Utilities down 1.6%. Uh, rest uh, about a half percent to 1%. But again, all 11 sectors negative on the day. And our commodity watch today, uh, good day today. Gold, uh, again, interesting, right? Uh, markets are down. Yields are up just a little bit. Uh, but gold gets some legs here. Again, th- these markets know what's happening, right? The markets, know- if you saw Goldman Sachs today, they believe the commodities are going to, this is going to be the year, meaning 2023, going to be the year for commodities. I think they're right about that. A gold back over 1,800 ounce, 1,802, up $15 an ounce today. Silver uh, up uh, half percent today. Uh, that's uh, what, 11 cents an ounce at 23.41 an ounce. Copper uh, really unchanged in the day, just up slightly at 3.77 a pound. And crude oil. Uh, today, although there was news, it was down one a dollar and a half a barrel today at seventy four forty five. But after the close today, uh, we got wind, and I just saw this before I started recording, that um, the uh, the Biden administration now is going to uh, be uh, refilling the uh, SPR, the uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve. They're going to be, uh, you know, they've been draining it, of course. Uh, and now they're going to start refilling it. That should be good news for oil. And we really like energy stocks here as well. Finally, the day, Bitcoin down 554 at 16,835. Folks, regardless of what the Fed does to try to ruin your weekend, don't let them do it, right? Things are going to be better. I think we're going to have a very good Christmas and a great start to 2023. And uh hope you have a great weekend as well. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close. Thanks, everybody.